0: Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. Hey, Golf Strategy School, Marty back with you here again. And this episode's question comes from... Uh, Bob, Bob is out of the San Francisco area and Bob's email goes as follows. Hey Marty, how's it been doing a lot of traveling this winter and thankfully I've been able to play a lot of golf. Let me stop you here. I am totally jealous. It's warm enough to play here in Wisconsin, but the permafrost is still set in and that sucks. Anyway, back to Bob's email. Been playing a lot of golf this winter. The shots that I keep struggling with are the in-between shots. I seem to not have any consistency unless it's a full swing. Could be topping shots, could be blading shots, doesn't matter. But when I'm in between on the distance, I'm guaranteed a bad result. What we're looking at here, Bob, is not so much a bad swing. It's not even necessarily an execution issue. The problem that we're running into is that you're not committed to what you want to do. This was a drastic problem for me. Oddly enough, when I was playing junior golf, uh, one of my coaches, he'd follow me around the course just to not really critique me, observe me, not like a standard coach would, but he had this little notepad and he would always take notes. He would come up to me after the rounds and he would cite specific shots and he would ask me what what I was thinking about. And the shots that he was citing are the shots where I either blew it way over the green or missed it way short. Situations where I was not committing to my swing or to my club or to something. So the point that he made is the fact that you're going to be better off committing to something that's dead wrong than waffling back and forth all the way up until you make contact. So to me, anytime. And I've I've got the luxury of of having played with you, Bob, so I've kind of seen this in your game. But anytime that you run into these issues where the in-between distances are not working, it's because you're not actually committing to the shot. Now, that's all well and good that I told you, hey, you're not committing to your shot. Go fix it. Well, the solution here is one of my all-time favorites. It's from Pia Nilsson and Lynn Marriott out of Vision 54 and it is the Think Box Play Box. Now, I know all of you have heard me talk about this before. If you haven't, well, hey, it's your lucky day. Uh, the Think Box Play Box, it's essentially setting time frames and actual physical locations where you're going to do specific parts of your golf game. So the Think Box is that area behind the ball, so if you're looking down your target line, it's that area behind the ball where you're deciding how much wind is there? You're, you're taking into account all the variables. How much wind is there? Do we have an uphill shot where I'm going to need to play a little extra club? Uh, you know, Am I maybe sore? I watched Jordy Nelson play in that NFC Championship game, and with broken ribs, uh, I had my daughters jumping on me during that game. With broken ribs, you're not going to be able to swing a golf club that much, and he's got his time off now, so he can go and do that. Uh, But I know there's times when I'll be roughhousing with my girls too much and I'll just be sore and I know that I'm going to lose about a half a club. So it's about taking into account all those different variables while you're in your think box. Then as you approach the shot, as you're getting ready to address the ball, you cross this invisible line called the decision line. And from that point forward, once you cross that decision line, you no longer have the ability to make any decisions about changing your shot. Whatever the decision was, that's the one you absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt, must play for that shot. So you have to be 100% committed to swinging that club to get to wherever you are going. That is what happens once you're in the play box. So you cross that decision line. It's the point of no return. You step into the play box and you make a good, confident swing. You want to have that visualization already down. A lot of times people just give themselves too much time in the play box and all those extra thoughts tend to creep in. So if you're still struggling with commitment, even once you're in the play box, give yourself a time limit. Maybe it's five seconds, maybe it's seven seconds. Uh, You can go back into the, the academy, review the seven second drill uh, it's very similar to the Think Box Play Box. Uh, it's something that that Dave Heinen mentioned in his episode, and hey, VJ Singh's ex coach bound to know a thing or two. And obviously, if you've heard the episode, uh, it was a fantastic conversation. But the idea is to limit the amount of time that you have over the ball, so you just flat out don't have enough time to waffle and to you know go back and forth on your decisions. So I I really think this is a commitment issue. It's not a swing faults kind of thing. I don't think you're getting into too technical of thoughts. I think you're you're just struggling about which club is best. And the fact of the matter is a solid 9 iron, even if it's the wrong one, is going to give you a better result than maybe a chunked 8 iron because you were thinking about it too much. So, it all reverts back to that think box play box. It's something that everybody Absolutely everybody, no matter what your practice is, what your pre-shot routine is, you need to have at least some form of the think box, play box in your golf game because it will, I promise you, it will take you to a new level. Uh, Just as a quick little example, that golf coach that I had who would follow me around and would talk to me about these different things and he would take notes, he introduced me to this concept. It wasn't the same name. I I learned about the think box, play box from Lin and Pia later on. But the idea was that you commit to whatever you're doing before you do it and you do not deviate from that plan. So when he told me about that, it was really odd because I went and I had a bowling tournament. The start of my bowling season was coming up and I used that strategy to throw my first 300 game and it was an eye-opener on and off the course. So whether it be bowling or golf, this type of commitment strategy is hugely beneficial regardless of what your athletic practice is. You know that again that whole idea is that once you've left that think box, you're locked into whatever you're doing. You know, you you cross that decision line, that's the point of no return. The only time I would say that you can change your mind is if you absolutely start over from scratch. Back away from the ball, do something to get yourself out of that in the moment mindset whether it's um, you know bouncing your, your ball on your club, whatever kind of pre-shot tick you might have, undo the glove, redo the glove, that kind of thing. I, I really encourage you to to just not deviate from the plan no matter what. You know if it really, really, really feels horrible over that ball in your routine, then okay, step out of that play box and reset the whole process. Go back to the think box and start over again. Uh, but really, commit to the shot. Make your decision in that think box. Get up into that play box. Swing strong. Swing confident. Swing cocky. And you'll be able to, just like Bob Rotella says, take the conservative line with a cocky swing and you will be flying high. So that's all there is for this episode of Golf Strategy School. Again, if you want this type of membership treatment, you can join us in the Golf Strategy Academy. That is found at golfstrategyschool.com slash membership dash info. And you can check out my little video there about what the Golf Strategy Academy is about. It's growing in size. We've got a dedicated private Facebook group just to this. So, you know, you know, you're going to have that direct access to me to get your answers to questions like this. Bob, enjoy your golf. Enjoy the rest of your winter vacation. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly jealous of you. But for everyone else out there, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers. Alright, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par griffin Griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this